And welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And my name is Emily. And I just realized my microphone is really far away. Oh, oh, that explains a little bit. I was like, are sometimes when you're on a plane, you're like, are my ears kind of shot from being on an airplane? Yes. It's not the case, thankfully. Well. Yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. I've been on an airplane recently, but I did spend like eight hours in a data center the other day with just like all the fans worrying all the servers and whatnot. Woo. There's just a certain point where my like I stepped outside, I'm like, oh, this is what silence actually sounds like. So I just kind of acclimated. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, we, I yeah, I get it, I get it. That's a long time to be in a place that noisy, like with just like that kind of like the motory purring noise. Yep. Yeah. I get it. But it made me want to get on a plane and travel. So uh, maybe Well, maybe maybe in June. Impulse send myself off to a different country. Or Anaheim. That too. Possibly. Might as well be a different country. I mean, we don't have in and out. They have in and out. I didn't go to Talk about culture shock. I didn't go to California. I'm not talking. Okay. What? I so I was I just got back from San Diego. San Diego. Where uh, we had the uh, first ever uh, guitar house, uh, a little guitar YouTuber get together slash film as many demos as you can, uh, which was put together by Ryan Burke from 60 Cycle Hum. It was honestly so great in every way imaginable. Like, I... You know, I have a, a full-time day job. I'm in two bands. One's writing. One's getting ready for tour. I sometimes pick up other little freelance projects here and there. I have, you know, other hobbies. <laughs> and uh, so then when I when I do my demos, which I do prioritize, it's like, I have to do this. I have to do this. And like making time to do it. So then they just have a couple of days where it's just like, all you have to do is focus on filming your demos, the cameras, the lighting's already set up. All you got to do is put your SD cards in the camera, make sure you hit record. Um, yeah. Do your thing and uh, take your SD cards out when you're done, back them up to a hard drive and uh, do it as many times as you feel like it. And all your friends are there too, by the way. It's great. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, so I just want to get ahead and say thanks to Sweetwater, Chase Bliss, Big Ear, and Dario for sponsoring that. Like, that was uh, so much fun. So much fun. And I'm going to be honest, I walked away with some fun, some fun what's news. And I don't even have them all here. And we all walked away with different what's news, which is kind of fun. <laughs> well, there you go. That sounds like yeah. a really awesome time. Yeah. Honestly, like uh, Perfecto De Castro was there. I never met him before. He is such a killer guitar player. Oh my god, oh my god! I could just listen to that guy play that that guitar. He he has an acoustic guitar with just like extra strings that you can tune to just work with whatever key you're playing and kind of like uh -huh. open. Oh my god, so good! And he'd ask Sweetwater to send this fifty one fifty amp, the Eddie Van Halen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that thing sounds like Eddie Van Halen. Phenomenal. I I played it and I, like obviously I don't play like Eddie. Sure. But like I heard other people doing it with like Floyd Roses because they sent they sent this beautiful purple Kramer guitar that Tia from Working Class Music got to take home. 
like, Aww. like a, a three like that thing was three hundred eighty dollars. Gorgeous. Um, I'm gonna try to remember to put a link in the video description to it. Uh, you all gotta check it out. Like three hundred eighty bucks. Like I'm going. I might get one. Like so good. But like I heard people upstairs with that guitar and that amp, I was like, oh my god, that's that sounds so good. Fifty one fifty is the sort of amp where like I don't want to like it, but every time I plug into one, I'm like, ah, gosh darn it! It's forty watts, forty two watts, nine hundred dollars, and two channels. It sounded so good, and then then there's a direct out in the back. I did one demo with it mic'd and I did one demo with it direct. So I'm curious to hear the difference. Yeah. The second time, like I had been switching amps around and I was like, I don't really want to refigure out the micing for this right sure. now. Sure. <laughs> that was cool. Mike Adams was there as well. Mike. Yeah, it was fun. The tone doctor. Dr. Mike, Dr. Mike. <laughs> My son, he's sick. We, yeah, we, we did a bit a few times. I did a little video um, where he got, because I was like, well, what kind of things can we, uh, can we, can we have him walk through? So I was like playing a guitar. I'm like, oh, this is kind of, oh yeah. Uh, well, you don't have noise with single coils, they buzz. So I had him do a video explaining why noise, uh, why single coils buzz from a perspective of, I don't know why it's buzzing. Um. And I can't wait for people to not get that a bit. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. But, um, I, I, yeah. As the content starts to filter in, I'm just going to need to sit, like call out sick from work one day, just sit down and just binge through all of it. It's going to come out in pieces. Like there's no way I can. No, I wouldn't even want to release all at once. It was so much. I think I did like six videos the first day and I think I did like three proper demos the second day. And then I did some like insider riff trading. So I did some more like uh, just collaboration content, some different kinds of things with, with, with folk things I've been wanting to do, but it's kind of hard to like coordinate that kind of thing. Right. And um, it was really fun. I had a good time really good time oh it sounds like just an absolute powerhouse of people being involved there yeah i played the jagstang oh the the ugliest guitar fender makes i actually really liked it it was really comfortable to play it, it, it is comfy to play shoot i was mad i was kind of mad at how much i liked it like i i, I wasn't i'm not saying that i want one because because like in the in the moment, I was like, "Oh, I want this," and like, I think it's passed, thankfully. But uh, as I, as I look at my bank account <clears throat> after after deciding, I'm not going to do as much freelance work this year because <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, you're a little yep. out of focus. You might need to refocus. I don't know. Also, everything we shot was in 4K, and I was not prepared for that. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a big jump. Yeah. So Rick was like, I took Rick because I just I thought it'd be fun to have him there, and it was. And uh, 
he's like, I think I think we should get you some new cameras. Like, okay. Uh-huh. Got to go for that mirrorless. Yeah. The mirrorless fork. Because we have the we have the same kind of camera that uh, Ryan was using, but just not the 4K version. Oh, uh, yeah. So. Makes world of a difference. It was really nice. Yeah. Well, the other added bonus of 4K is you can just shoot wide and crop later. By the time it uploads to YouTube, it's not as big of a deal. The thing is, like, I don't have a lot of space to work with, so it's not like I needed. I, it's not like I need to shoot wide and crop later. It's like I'd have to move the monitor, like my computer monitors, out of the way completely to shoot wide and crop later. Yeah, it's just it's flexibility. Yeah, it is. That's nice. So, like, it was a sli- it was just a slightly different setup than I'm used to, but not too unfamiliar. So I'm excited. Yeah, totally. It could be so much editing. Oh, I wonder if my, I don't know if my laptop is going to be able to um, edit 4K videos. Like I know my desktop won't have a problem, but I was like, oh, I'll just edit these on tour. And now I'm like, I don't know. Yep. I guess maybe I'll do a test run later. Give it a test run, but that's, uh, I mean, that's a lot more to render. So it's a powerful laptop. But maybe not the rendering part. Maybe I'll, I don't know, figure something out. I mean. Just let it render overnight. Let it render overnight <clears throat> is never going to be a bad thing. Is just hope it doesn't fail partway through. That used to happen a lot when I used um, a different program that wasn't Premiere Pro. So the funny thing is I've always had issues with uh, media encoder with Premiere Pro. I've never had a problem. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I was also running off. Uh, that was for a day job a while back, and uh, running it off of a underpowered laptop. Oh, uh, so that that'll do it. Probably wasn't helping. Do you want to see what I wa- a couple things I walked away from the guitar house with for what's new? Uh, friendship. I did walk away with friendship. So much right, friendship. What, what oh, else? Also, there was RJ from Teletalks I got to meet. Uh, yep. Sean Pierce Johnson I got to meet, which is awesome because we'd had him on the show. Uh, Haley from Rocket Music Gear, which is awesome because I'm I'm one of her artists, so I was I was so cool. It's upstairs, and so I, I I'm not I'm not able to grab it right now because I'm I'm plugged in with my IEMs. Sure, but I got one of the new LED straps that has a microphone, so it uh-huh. interacts with your music. Oh, <laughs> so cool, so cool. Um, oh snap. Yeah, I also got one of the Dario the Dario expandable pedal boards. Yep. So I'm excited about Jeep. that. Yeah. And um an X5 wireless unit. So watch out. Watch out shows. I'm going to I'm coming for, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Expand. But um we we didn't get to to all the unboxings for the pedals, so we kind of divvied them up um to take some of them home. I got the Stereo Pulsar by EHX. Oh, that's a sick pedal. Yeah, I'm stoked. And this is a small footprint, so it hasn't been unboxed yet. Is is that one mono in or stereo in? Let me look. I know the older version was mono in. It's mono in, which is kind of a bummer, but I, I think two, a little stereo goes a long way. 
<clears throat> Variable stereo tremolo. It's a just, really nice sounding trim. I just noticed, like, they don't, this is one of the few times, well, I guess the Supra doesn't have a picture of the pedal on the box either, but I feel like normally you see the picture of the pedal on the box. I uh, actually did do a full demo of the Supra flanger chorus and drive, and I got mm-hmm. to take the flanger home, which was my favorite. Nice. I liked the drive a lot, but I need, I don't need another drive. Sure. Um, Sup- Honestly, Supra pedals are sleepers. They really, really are. Um, my friend Adrian has the tremolo, I think, and it sounds uh-huh. so good. I was a little mad about it. Yep. When I heard it, I was like, damn it, that sounds good. Like, but the, like, not, the like, not, like, not angry, angry, but like like musician angry. Like, ooh, it sounds good. Yep. And I it's really. Like the, it's a whole like the best compliment musician can give is a face. Yeah. And it's stereo in and out. Nice. And it has this sweep and feedback, which it took us a while in the room because I, I did the chorus has the same layout and I did uh, it also has a dimension toggle, which is kind of neat. Yeah, I liked that a lot. But um we did the chorus. I that was kind of a joint with uh Jason and Tia. Yep. And we couldn't figure out the bottom two knobs. They add slash remove kind of like the delay um, mm-hmm. on the left and right channels. And it took us a really long time. Just with, maybe it was with Ryan's setup to be able to hear it. But I heard mm-hmm. it really well with the flanger, like immediately. <clears throat> it adds a really nice sweetness. But I think one thing with the chorus, and I don't know if it was all of it's all the choruses or just the one that we had. There was like this little like, like squeaking, this faint squeaking sound, uh, that was very. The, the, I don't want to say very audible. It was kind of audible. I'm actually really curious to hear if it was sure picked up, on on the microphones because sometimes it's not. Like uh, when when you film these demos, sometimes you don't hear something in the room and then it's in the microphones and you're like, yep. oh. I don't remember that when I was playing and sometimes you get the opposite way. Um, there was some demo and people were like, Oh, is that, could you hear that clicking sound when you were playing? I'm like, Nope, sure. Couldn't. Uh, and then other times I'm like, Oh shit. I wonder if that's going to be audible in the demo. And, and then I, it's not at all. And I'm like, I just must've been like a room thing. Yep. And uh, so that's always an interesting one to kind of um, navigate. Um, and then everybody got a habit. I already had a habit, so I wasn't going to ask Chase Bliss to send a, another one, I guess. Or they weren't going to. I don't, I don't care. I'm sorry. I should have asked fine. for another one. I should have asked for another one. I'm sorry. I was waking up from a nap when Ryan was asking for everyone's addresses. And I was like, I have a habit. And now I'm like, I should have just asked for another one and given it to you. No, that's but fine. We did a video where everyone put uh, their habits on one board. Yeah, that's going to be wild. I saw a couple clips from that. That was wild. And y'all thought it was bananas when Ryan put 100 reverbs on a single board. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And this is the last pedal I I took home. It's a TC Electronics S. Oh my gosh. SCF Gold. It's a stereo course flanger with three modulation modes, analog BBD circuit, and preamp. 
Perfecto said it's a re-release of one of their most popular pedals of all time, Stereo Chorus Plus Pitch Modulator yeah, yeah, yeah. and Flanger. Yeah, yeah, I, I I can see the pedal in my head. Yeah. The um. The, oh yeah, the, I know. I know you can't see it at all, but uh. No, yeah, I'm thinking of the original. I, I've seen that. It was a popular thing with um, um, like early Hillsong and Bethel going back to the 2000s, like a pretty standard. <laughs> so you're saying it will church? It will absolutely church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that one. I was, you know, we had a couple unboxing piles, um, and just like the, the n- people didn't get to everything. It just was not possible. Um, sure. So what is the SFC gold based on? Or it might just be a straight up reissue. It looks very vintage, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's just. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I was going to do a stereo um, board while I was there, but there's only so many hours in the day. There were only there were three rooms to record in, and uh, one was like a direct room. So, um, it, yeah, one was, yeah, it was great. It was really cool. Yeah. It was, I had a lot of fun and did a lot of things. I got to play the life-size Lego guitar that Haley from Rocket Music Gear made. Yeah. How was that? Great. Not super ergonomic. Ergodynamic. Oh my God. Hey, that's a word. That's a word. Ergodynamic. Not super ergonomic. Uh, Ergodynamic. Yep, uh, that, and she that's, said that's she getting coined. And she said she doesn't know how well it's going to like hold up over the long run, but like she so she, people are asking her, can you make me one? I'll buy one. And she's like, I, I she's like, I don't think I can sell I one, like legal reasons I, I can't sell it. Two, like ethical reasons, I can't sell people a guitar that's like literally made to be pushed together with dowels and maybe fall apart. Like I played it, it felt like robust ish but i'm like yeah i mean if you dropped it sure you're not tossing across the stage of the stage hand yeah yeah my, let's just say my demo is gonna have a have a surprise ending oh yeah yeah watch to, the, watch to the end always just sent you a link for a the TC Electronic Stereo Chorus Flanger Pro Guitar Shop demo from 2008. I accidentally hit play in the browser and I did. How do we reach our younger oh, ads? Talk about a classic. Oh my God, that's Andy. Oh yeah. I was 19 when this demo came out. Where is... Does it, Andy show his uh, face in this video? This, this I don't had, think Andy shows his face in this video. Oh, I want baby Andy. It's just his hand, like, coming from out of the ether. Like, all, like I think a lot of demo artists do this in their early demos, because we're like, how do we do two, how do we do two cameras? Sure. I love how it's filmed in, you know, 4-3. Did you meet Ryan Burke when you did regular Nam? Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah, we did uh, the oh, oh my God, Sinusoid Talk voice. Party. Oh, hold on. This is his voice. <laughs> Vintage Andy. Wow, weird. I also remember I met I met RJ. I met Sean Pierce Johnson. Oh, yeah. Met Steve Burke, Aaron Abubo, Cole Duke, Phil. Um, oh, I met Aaron Abubo. He came down. I met Steve. He came down only one day, sadly. I remember the other thing I was excited to talk about. Sorry. Uh, so whenever you're done with your story, please don't let me forget. But I want you to finish your story. No, I mean, it was, I'm slowly running out um, down the list. Uh, did you not? I guess you didn't meet Cole... Phil and Aaron, when they were in Seattle, I'd forgotten I'd met them all. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't meet them up here. Yeah, because they went to um, Dick's with a bunch of people. <laughs> and they were like, this is not like a great burger. I'm like, no, it's a Dick's burger. Exactly. Like I had Dick's want... the other night, actually. They're good. They're, they're fine. They're like, that is a tasty burger. Like, mm. <laughs> like listen, <clears throat> it's not a great burger. It's a good burger. It's a burger that'll make you say, yes, I ate a burger. Yep. It's undeniably a burger. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Cheeseburger. I just wish they did double patties. They don't? Is that not no. what a deluxe is? Is a deluxe double patty? That was just single patty. Is it? Is a deluxe, deluxe just extra toppings? I'm pretty sure. Carrie, what? Did you hear that? I did not. She just went, wow! Oh, you know what a deluxe does have to. Is there something out there, Carrie? I should have done that the other night. Sorry, I'm just That's totally all right. cat's yelling at me. I'm wearing sweatpants. I'm trying not to let people see, but I'm going to tell them I'm wearing sweatpants, and that's why I'm acting so weird. I just got out of bed. That's I... fair. Well, you just had, you got back from a, a week of travel and whatnot, so. Why are hotel pillows so full? Yes, I know. I miss you. I've missed you too. Come here. Oh my god. Oh my god. Come back. I have the world's neediest cat. She's like, you need to pay all of the attention to me. God damn it. Uh, so, but while I was gone, I got to be one of the few, the proud, the I don't know why me. Thank you, James. Thank you, James, from the guitar store for letting me demo the Keely Moon, baby's first Keely premiere. This there you is, go. It's an op amp fuzz based on the fuzz circuit from the dark side. They're uh, very... Gilmore-ish, who I think also got to demo this pedal. Um, <laughs> pedal, so it's a very 70s-sounding fuzz. Um, but Robert Keeley, man, he really fixed the noise floor issue with a lot of those pedals. There's a ton of volume and gain on tap. Uh, uh, the filter's really cool, but the coolest thing is it has these, um, these filter curve modes. So we got flat sort of a full and then a scoop yep. mode. 
Scoop the mids. And that sounded great on baritone. I played it on bass, albeit not in the demo. Sorry, bassist. I didn't play Boo. the bass in the demo. I'm sorry. I ran out of time. Um, <clears throat> but I did the baritone in the demo, which I, I hope kind of gave like a vibe at least. And I played it in the intro, um, based in the intro. But uh, you can get anything from like Isley Brothers tones to some Doomy stuff. Uh, to some lighter things. I mean, you're not going to be like rolling back the volume on your guitar to get like an overdrive sound with this pedal. Sure. But, That's not uh, the intended purposes. No, it's not. But man, this was, that was so fun. And it has been really cool to see just like a, a generally positive reaction from TGP for a pedal, <laughs> which actually right. they, they did that for the Cal and Red Tribute too. I always kind of poke in and see what people are saying because they're never talking about me because they don't know who I am, which is cool. Sure. Also, um, maybe preferable for that crowd, but yeah, I know I'm fine with it. Um, <laughs> don't at me. Uh, but yeah, I mean that demo has been kind of a slow burner, which is nice. The the tribute video, it was like real slow and then huzzah. And that always gives me like anxiety. I'm like, did someone post it somewhere? Right. No, the algorithm just took off. So a nice, steady, slow kind of. You know, curve. between those two, those two dirt pedals. That uh, honestly, the, that's kind of the more interesting dirt pedals that I've seen in quite some time. I know, and there are going to be some cool ones. Uh, you know, I'm sure more this year. I I just feel like we've seen a lot of really cool dirt pedals. Um, yep. I would love to see more, like, obviously the Habit has been the most interesting, like, modulation pedal, I think, I've been able to demo in a while. Totally. I'm, let me just even look through my content. I'm just, like, blanking on who even has released something that hasn't been dirt that I've been able to demo. Oh, the Divine Chorus? Yep. Uh, I did Pizza Fuzz... Oh, the XS V2. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, I haven't... It's been a lot of dirt pedals. I right. Th- I think It's hard to stand out in a mix of, you know, a landscape of dirt pedals because, you know, they all kind of generally... No one's going to be like, oh, that's a new effect altogether. Like, that's not likely to be a thing with when it comes to dirt. It's like, is it a boost? Is it an overdrive distortion or fuzz? You got four categories go. And they all yeah. kind of can blend into each other, but... I think people have their favorite brands they're, and they're going to go based off of like the type of effect they want. So they're going to be like, Oh, I want a fuzz. What kind of fuzz do you want? Uh, like a, a smooth seventies kind of fuzz, a sputtery sixties kind of fuzz. Uh, what kind of brands do you know and like maybe, sure. or what kind of like Keely. do you want? I know Keely. I love yeah. Keely. Yeah. Is, is the is the footprint important to you? Like, are you really bound by size? This is so small. Yeah. I, actually, I saw a lot of people say, and I completely understand this, that um, they didn't really use the modulation side on the dark side, so they got rid of the dark side. And now they're rebuying the moon, which is only available through uh, Reverb.com for the first 60 days, so that'll take you to mid to late June. There um, you go. Please consider using our affiliate link on Reverb if you want to buy that pedal, by the way. Um, since it's only available on Reverb, you might as well please support us. I would appreciate it. There you it. go. Yeah, I, I think that's the pitfall with you know doing a, multi, a multi-pedal a multi is if someone isn't in love with the whole thing, then what's the point of having the whole thing? Yeah. 
it's a, it's a, it's a big ask. It really is. It really is. Um, but you know, I'm thank you so much to James and the guitar store for that opportunity. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I hope people could see that. Uh, I think I sold a few looking at our reverb numbers. I think I sold a few. There you go. It looks like maybe 10. That's a lot for, for us. Um, I've just been having a good week by and large. It, it sounds like you've been having a good week. That's awesome. Not every week is good, you know? So you got to kind of like, Ride how's your week I'm sorry. I've been a dick. What's new with you, bud? We're 30 minutes in. Uh, nothing nearly as exciting. Although it does remind me, I, I owe someone an apology next week. Uh, not as good of a week. And I, I snapped at somebody a little bit. Oh. I'm like, eh. Yeah, it happens. It's, it's like always good like, to it, I, it, No, it's not their fault, even though it kind it's like they weren't. Anyways. Yeah, it uh, happens. And self-reflection you know, is important. It's great that you are apologizing. I I I love normalizing apologizing to people. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Some people it's hard, you know. It's not easy. And it it's easier. I you know, it's a habit. You know, and and you have to developing habits and a lot of things in life are habits. I heard someone say the other day that courage is a habit, and I really liked that. Like hmm. taking taking chances is a habit. I yeah, mean, I thought that was kind of cool. I um, no, I, I didn't. You know, pretty busy week for me, but uh, you know, some of those like hurry up and wait moments. I found myself scrolling through some headlines, and there's a headline that caught my attention. Oh, that had- can we do one thing first though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Uh, our sponsors, which are our patrons. If you would like to sponsor the Get All Set podcast, my favorite way to do that is to become a patron, a Patreon supporter of the Get All Set podcast. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash get offset. Um, our favorite tier is the $5 a month tier, and that gives you access to our exclusive Discord server where you can chat with us all day, every day. Uh, sometimes we do uh, voice chat and video hangouts. I would like to do those more, uh, you know, I would like to do this more. Um, but for like non-embargoed videos and stuff, when I finish those, uh, I just post them right in there with the unlisted link before they even go live. Uh, usually you get early access to episodes, uh, ex- basically exclusive access to Andrew and I, because I don't, I don't check my messages. <clears throat> I don't check my message requests very much. So uh as a safety precaution so (laughs) wise but discord is a safe place i'm a big fan Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a chat in there quite a bit yeah so that's that's a lot of fun uh at the ten dollar a month level uh, i'll eventually send you merch a shout out to alex uh who is now back in our discord server after accidentally clearing out those chats uh, and I am today going to send you the merch that you asked for. So uh, Alex requested the merch that I will now send out to Alex. There we go. There okay. we go. Welcome back, Alex. Welcome back. Welcome back. 
and good things. <clears throat> All right. So, article. I, oh, I was yes. know, cruising headlines and I came across an article and I was rolling. And, you know, maybe I, I shouldn't be, but I, just the layers of how I'm reading into this is absolutely cracking me up. And so the headline is an announcement for a collaboration between two brands. One is a guitar brand and one is not a guitar brand. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And I was actually, I was honestly stoked. Oh, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I'm just I laughed crack so out of it. hard. And you know what? I want one of these things. And I, do you want to guess which one I want? It, actually, just tell people what the thing is first. So what the thing is, is it's a collaboration between Fender, so our guitar brand, and Wrangler, the denim brand. <laughs> and I, I just... Not, like Almost none of it's denim. It's a bunch of t-shirts. Right. But you know what? I'll be damned. I I, I want them. I, I want I want the denim. But I'm, I'm going to make you guess which one. Um, The one that says Nashville on it? No. No, not that kind of. Oh, they do have denim jackets, too. Look at that. For... You want the fringed denim jacket? Oh, yeah. I want the fringed one. There we go. Yeah, I want the fringed one. I just scrolled a little bit and I was like, oh, yep, that's definitely what Emily wants. Uh huh. I really, really desperately, desperately want it. So the thing that's cracking me up about this is I, I feel like they're trolling Gibson. I mean, they've done a few of these. They did the cowboy hats. It wasn't Stetson, but it was a different like um, cowboy hat brand. Like a few months ago. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, Fender's been leaning into the lifestyle side of things quite a bit the last yeah. couple of years. Uh, I, I wonder if part of that is just while their supply chain issues expanding on what their product offerings are to continue to capitalize on the fact that they're balancing supply chain income, like bringing mm -hmm. in supply issues versus the amount of output that they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, record breaking sales. So just trying to capitalize on all of that. Yeah, that's so I wonder if that's part of it. But the reason why I think it, it I, I'm not, okay, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say I think that's what they're doing intentionally, but it feels a bit like a troll, is the CEO of Gibson is a former exec over at Levi's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be a bigger troll if it was with <laughs> Levi's. That would be like the ultimate troll is if Fender was working with Levi's. Wouldn't it? I though? don't know. You, I, I, I almost feel like Wrangler's a bigger just kind of a haha kind of cheeky situation the thing about this jacket though is i like oh darn it they're already the thing is they're already sold out of the jacket like they were available like are these women's sizes oh yeah they're women's sizes um hold on They were available the day they launched, and now it says notify me when they're available. But I've been wanting a nice fringed denim jacket for a while, which sounds like a very me thing to say. And there's a pickpocket on the back. Which is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's a literal pickpocket. It's a it's a pocket 
that is designed to fit a standard size guitar pick, like a standard shaped guitar pick. Standard Fender pick. Yeah. I don't think I would trust that with one of my nicer guitar picks, but you know, that's, that's, that's not unhandy. I kind of wish that there were like a bunch of them and then you could have them like John uh, Popper from uh, the blues traveler has like his, his like um, his vest with all the harmonicas. Yep. (laughs) I just sent you like one of the crop tops though. These aren't, these aren't bad. I maintain these these aren't like these are very Americana. These these shirts. What you're saying is I should wear this for an episode. No, I mean that's a I mean that's a shirt I would I would wear that while boxing. It's a crop top, and I I need to get my abs in order. Um, But I'm going to send you one more uh, copy link address. Like this is a this friendly reminder all the patrons. I I will wear a t shirt if you send it to me. I'll wear it for one episode Mm. in its entirety. Shit, if someone sends me this uh, Fender Wrangler Women's Shrunken Band Tee Vintage White in, I guess, probably a Women's XL because it's shrunken, I would wear that on the podcast. Like, that's a cool-looking design. That's very very early Americana. Yep. I don't love the capped sleeves. I'd probably just end up rolling them up a little farther. No, I'm just like looking at like the design on that logo. And it kind of like evokes oh. this image of sitting at a diner drinking motor oil out of a Coke bottle. Just they actually have that shirt design I sent you in men's too, um, not a crop top. So that's the men's archive Fender archive vintage tee. That's I where's the fun in that if it's not a crop top? You can make it a crop top, but I just like it, just the <laughs> sizing. You can do what you want. You can make any shirt a crop top if you're brave enough. Some of these are better than others. I don't like the um, Fender on tour tee. I think it looks whenever like a like a brand that's not like a tour band tries to make like a hatch print style because that's what that is. It's like a hatch print. That's the Nash. If if you are familiar with um, hatch printing uh, based on Nashville, uh, they make some of the best and most iconic tour posters um, in the city, and they always do a, a special print for every show at the Ryman Auditorium. I have a shit ton of them in my house and actually just one sitting off uh, camera. Uh, Oh God, I love that poster so much. Um, But I don't like it when other people try to imitate that design because I don't, just don't feel like anybody gets it right. Uh, I don't like the, just one that says Wrangler Fender. That's just, is the dumbest thing. Just like two logos stacked on top of each other. Sorry, Fender. Yeah. I I mean, it's a bit overt, but I, I, I'm fascinated. almost, almost, Almost all of the others I think are great. Sorry. I think for pairing up a couple of brands for merch like this, I think they did a stand-up job. That's, you know, that's not necessarily an easy task to try and put together something that, you know, people would actually want to wear. Oh. Um, so this denim, sh- this denim shirt has like um, the studs along the buttons. And I, that's something I don't like. Sure. It, there's variety though. It's almost yeah. like there's something for everyone. This is true. So that that was that's a very good. I'm 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 happy with this. Like I think this is a good one. I I'm happy with it. I'm just I, in general I'm amused. It's um, funny. I think the turntable. Oh my god, the third the turntable was thirty five hundred dollars. Yep. That must be a great turntable. I don't it better know this be. Brand. Um. I 
I, when I saw this, I was like, oh, is this just like some cheap turntable? If it's actually a nice turntable, I feel a lot better about it. Right. It's not trying to hawk nonsense. Yeah. Because like that was the thing. If, when I saw that, I'm like, is this just like goofy, like Chotskys? If it's actually nice audiophile quality stuff, I'm fine with those kinds of um, things. Sure. But if it's just like literal trash, I, I get kind of upset about it. Yeah. But I mean, if you're going to spend that kind of money on a, on a turntable and you want something a little bit more personalized, what your interests are, that, that kind of makes sense. I have a question. I'm uh, going to send I, you a link and I'm going to ask you what you think the best Fender hat is. I know it's not the Fedora. Or is it? Um, That link just populated. Did I click the wrong one? A clothing. Ex- oh, yeah. You have to get clothing accessories and then hit headwear on the side under type. Sorry. Aha, uh-huh, headwear. Yeah. Um, I'd probably go with the Malibu flat bill, honestly. Really? You don't like the, uh, oh, the camo flat bill's not. Mm. Yeah. Nope. I, I don't do, I, 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 I can't bring myself to wear camo. That's fair. I like the scrambled eggs hat myself. Uh, the scrambled eggs hat and the camo hat are too military-esque for me to feel comfortable wearing. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I guess it, it in that case, for me, I just don't like the the shape of. I usually like a trucker, but I don't like the Fender Silver logos shape on the crown. The only shape on the crown that I like would be the scrambled eggs or the uh the one of the two dad style caps. So the custom shop baseball or the one size fits most. Those are the only two hats I would um be able to wear on my head that would look halfway okay i like how they call it the just like the other ball cap they got there is the fender hipster dad hat that's what they named it <laughs> there's nothing about that that's hipster whatsoever fender hipster yeah there's nothing hipster about this hat it's just a gray hat with a black bill <laughs> uh it says just throw a buzzword on there it says since 1946 on the back maybe it's the stitching maybe it's that's nice stitching is that it I think it's a reach. That's a reach. Oh, that, well. I wonder if there's anywhere you can still buy the Fender Cowboy hat, the Brixton collab, because I liked the 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 one in the uh, gray wolf. I'm looking closer to the Malibu flat bill, and I'm not sure I dig it either. Yeah. I, I can be picky about my hats. Yeah. Honest to goodness, I've been wearing the absolute junk out of the Lambertones hat I got on. Nice. So I was looking at it. Fender. It just it fits so nicely for my head. Good. I also liked the Fender Brixton hat that I liked was called the Paycheck, as in Johnny Paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Um Take this job and shove it. I'm working here no more. Uh, it looks like they're still for sale on the Brixton website for $90. Oh, how how confused would Rick be if I just bought this hat? He'd be like, where did you buy? Why? Why do you buy more hat? I'm like, I don't have one gray. I need to get rid of hats. I'm just not sure I'm willing to actually do that. I need to stop 
buying hats. I got rid of a bunch of hats lately, recently, but I just need to not buy more. <sighs> that's And that's the hard part, is to not reaccumulate after you get rid of things. Yep. Um, so there was other big news that seemed to be kind of scooped in a weird way. Huge. Uh, it was it was confirmed. Um, confirmed. It was confirmed by the company. I'm not sure it came out the way they wanted it to come out because it's not on their press page still. Um, <laughs> I knew. I yeah, yeah. I was, so I, the the headline. I, I hadn't felt comfortable talking about this because it hadn't been confirmed, but now I think it has. So you please tell the story. So, you know, there's been rumors going around about whether or not Harmon was finally slashing Digitech and DOD. So the, the backstory in this, uh, Harmon acquired Digitech DOD back in the early 90s. Like when they bought when born. Samsung? Uh, well, the Harmon brand bought the DOD Digitech brand like oh. forever ago. Right. So for the longest time, they've been operating, you know, under the umbrella of Harmon and all of its other brands. Uh, which is fairly extensive. JBL, AKG. Yep. Yeah. Soundcraft. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, enter 2017. Uh, Samsung, the massive giant, uh, bought out Harman and thereby buying out all of the brands underneath that. Uh, and within a year, promptly decided, yeah, this isn't worth our, our the amount of income or whatever isn't worth our effort. Uh, and it's not why they bought Harman. They bought Harman for some of the other technology. So they say, cool, we're just going to fire everybody and sell off dead stock uh, is more or less what they did. I don't think there was an official announcement on it. Uh, it's one of those like it, business is business. Um, it, it's kind business of business sucks. Yep. Sometimes. sometimes it just doesn't play out the way that uh, enthusiasts would want it to play out. Uh, yeah. I, I'm personally not a fan of how that all plays out, but I, I get that business is business, you know? Um, I know we talked with Tom Cram on uh, who was, uh, over at DOD and Digitech for the longest time. We had him on the show a while back. Great dude. R absolute wizard with circuits. Huge fan uh, of the X-Files. Yep. So, you know, uh, that all happened and it's slowly, you know, they've been selling off everything. Uh, it feels like, so, I mean, I got a meat box for like less than a hundred bucks. People are, people, they're selling like two fifties for, you know, like 50 bucks, stuff like that. Um, I got, mm -hmm. so I got a meat box. I got a comp. You got a phaser that I still have on my board. Um, no, I bought the whole package for like, um, I think I got 12 pedals for a really small amount of money or something like that. Like I did all of them. I demoed all of them and then I did a video like ranking them. Yep. Yeah. It was a big fire sale. And then I sold them all off. Um, yeah. Cause I needed to recoup. The money. So all of, that has been happening for, you know, like four years now. You ever taken, we've all been kind of wondering, like, what's the end game here? Are they just going to sell it all off until they're done? Like, what, what's the story here? And uh, the story has an update. So the update uh, officially confirmed as of yesterday from day of recording uh, is that it they sold the brand. They sold Digitech and DoD to Court, which is a South Korean guitar manufacturer. Um, and Samsung's based out of South Korea, I believe. Hmm. Uh, so now, uh, this this legacy guitar effect brand is owned by someone who gives a shit about guitars. Like that's great. That feels like good news. 
I mean, it's still I agree like, that's good news. It's still uncertain news, but it feels good. Yep. I, I'm curious to see what they do with that. Uh, yeah. So they, they've bought all the, you know, the intellectual property and assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything, everything Digitech DOD is now in the hands of new management. And so I, I'm curious to see what they're going to, are they going to reach out to some of the old engineers and hire? Because there's a strong argument to be made that, you know, you can have the the assets and the, the IP for it, but without the people that made it run for 20, 30 years, um, what's the point? Yeah. I uh, mean. So what does it look yeah. like for that, for a legacy brand, uh, which is a title I feel more than comfortable handing to Digitech and DoD? Uh, what does it look brand. like for them? The co- custody of that at this point in time mm-hmm. so yeah. huge news but a whole lot of well let's wait and see what happens next well did tom say it sounded like it could be good news didn't he say that somewhere or am I uh, he might have said that I, i'd have to scroll back through the dod mm-hmm. groups that he's uh in on facebook he's pretty active there yeah but um i feel like this like the news started coming out in a really weird way yeah, a bunch of internet sleuths are like, wait a minute, it's no longer listed on the Harmon website. What's going on? I had, my, just, I had my order canceled. <laughs> yep, I had my that order canceled. I got the wrong thing and they said, just keep it. Um, yeah. A whole lot of, yeah, whatever you get is what you get kind of attitudes. Yeah. So, I mean, well. People are ordering 250s and getting meat boxes, then complaining about it. Wild. <laughs> I mean, I've been weirdly getting a lot of comments on my meat box demo. So it sounds like a lot of people were getting meat boxes then. And yep. then like, what is and how do you use? <laughs> yep. It's so, a weird one. That would, that would actually explain a lot to be, to yep. be honest. <laughs> oh, life is weird. The world is weird. But um, yeah. Fascinating stuff. Um, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully this is good things for the brand. Um, it's going to be an interesting, interesting ride. I, I, I'm. It's it's exciting to see in a place where it could, if nothing else, potentially continue to make more products. Um, yeah. The the so the message from the president of Cortec, I guess, is the full name of the company. Um. So since 1973, Digitech DoD guitar effect pedals have been iconic in the guitar industry. We have a deep admiration for the heritage and legacy of yada, yada, yada. Uh, we look forward to continuing the manufacturing of, so making the same things that they always have, and selling of uh, the iconic products. And then the second half of it is as well as investing in new features and products. Nice. And okay. I'll be, that's the part where I think that's really wide open. The, I'm more interested in seeing how that develops. Yeah. Are they going to hire some of the old engineers or are they just going to stick a couple of their own engineers and just say, here you go, have fun and yeah. slap the DOD Digitech label on it? It's really hard uh, to just buy a brand, have completely new people and, uh, and then, you know, say it's the same legacy. Yep. Brand identity. I mean, yeah. Um, places do it, but uh, it's just, it, I think it's just really hard to make the argument that it's the same legacy and not just the same branding. Uh, I agree. Because, That's how I feel about TC Electronic and Behringer. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Hot take incoming. 
I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm not I mean, going to apologize for that. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, <laughs> totally fair. Uh, they release a lot of products. Um, and one of the things that the Guitar House was the octave divider, the Behringer one. And we all kind of looked at it and we're like, I don't think any of us knows what to do with this. And nobody unboxed it. I think Ryan's going to do it later. But, man. Oh, I have so many videos to edit. And a demo and a demo to release on Friday. That has nothing to do with Guitar House. Oh. Yeah. All righty. Yes, you may be entitled uh, to Last statement on the, you know, the, the Digitech acquisition is uh, they had better offer Tom Cram some involvement. I, I think that would be a Tom miss Cram, so if they didn't. It'd be a huge miss if they didn't reach out and say, hey, we'd love to bring you on, consult, whatever. It, it Just some form of involvement um, yeah. where he is very well compensated. Uh, yeah. And I know Tom's just the one that uh, I know, but I know there's plenty of other folks that were if he absolutely wants. crucial. If he wants. Sure. Yeah. At least an offer, yeah. you know? Yeah. At least ask. I know he's doing his own thing now and selling out of his his pedals spiral and like that. Yep. Um, but ask. Just ask. That's all we ask is for you to ask. Um, right. I, I think that would be just the, the best thing to happen here. Yeah, totally. I agree completely. Um, I think you have to respect legacy for legacy brands. Um mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you're just buying a name and a branding and some branding. And then you're just trying to guess where it would have gone and um, just making shit up. But uh, oh, you got to know that Tom was working on things actively that weren't didn't end up getting released under the oh, brand. He, that I mean, he's hold, he told us so much. I actually recently rewatched that episode because someone left a mean comment on it. <laughs> nice. And I, and I wanted to see if the comment was valid and then I decided it wasn't classic yeah of course i mean like yeah i'm gonna be introspective i'm gonna be like is this person valid and i rewatch i'm like i remembered i remember what was happening yeah i was like oh yeah that's right um he had a there was a bit of a a little bit of a latency issue in that one yeah. sure happens <gasps> it happens but um yeah i'm op- i'm gonna stay optimistic i am choosing Same. optimism i wouldn't it's expect like- to say anything for several months it's going to take a while for them to get the the wheel spinning on that everything yeah so i think there's still going to be a shortage of that stuff yep if i feel did i dream that people have just been talking about how like these market has already like dropped a lot like the prices have just dropped since this news came out because i feel like people were like charging like stupid amounts of money for their whammies and stuff sure you love Uh, you love to see flippers just flip <laughs> people the you know the, the, the nice thing is you know at least on like facebook forums and whatnot i think the general attitude as i've been watching on flipping has shifted from okay it's just market value whatever to more and more like okay cool i, I saw like a comment the other day it was uh someone was trying to sell a limited edition colorway on something for three times what it was they're like it I think they're trying to sell like a big sky. Um, well, the, the all black one that they did for black Friday last year. 
and the try salt for like thousand bucks or something. Have we like collectively realized that the limited edition colorways don't really add to the value of the pedal? Have we figured that one out yet? It's someone commented, cool. Well, while we're at it, I've got a, a, a DVP four that I'd like to sell for 700 bucks. <laughs> Just full on snark. And I think that's appropriate. I think that's exactly what we need to keep doing. And I appreciate that, that push that way to kind of let scalpers know they're not welcome and that they will be shamed and I that think, they should be shamed. I feel like we used to think that it used, we used to think that like the limited edition colorways were then going to, you know, be more valuable. And now we've kind of figured out that it doesn't really. Some people it. are willing to pay for it, but in a couple but, of instances, but like some brands will just do, and like that's not a bad thing, but some brands do limited edition all the time, like just constant limited edition, um, or tons of different colors. Like you can sure. get um, a 1981 DRV in like any color you want, pretty much. Yep. Or <laughs> while we're doing their leather wrapped pedals now. I did see that. Um, I, I've definitely joked about doing leather pedal toppers in the past. Yeah. Uh, I, good for them. Yeah. Sure. Well, that's all I've got for um, today. Please stay tuned for the Guitar House stuff. Please, uh, uh, if you feel like buying anything, consider checking out the Sweetwater and Reverb affiliate links in the descriptions. Um, yeah. Check us out at Patreon at patreon.com slash offset. We have merch at getoffsetpodcast.com slash shop. What else we got? Like, comment, subscribe. Reviews like, on comment, iTunes. subscribe, and okay. uh, join the Patreon. Reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All the things you know to do. You know to do. Uh, but you just got to do them. It's hard. Sometimes you just got to do the things that you know you got to do. Like, I am staring at a pedal I'm going to demo later today. Uh, for all those out there, um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. Goodbye. Bye.